Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. Yes, that's Tuttle.net, Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. If you want to check out all my video content, you can easily do that by going to TuttleTV.com. That'll take you directly to my YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe, and then you hit that little bell button so you're alerted every single time I go live or put any new content, new content that I upload. So check that out. Make sure you hit the bell button so you're alerted. If you'd like to help me out, all my content is free. All the stuff that I do with my podcast, my video streams that I've been doing every single night, it's all free. But if you'd like to donate to the cause for me, for me to be able to reinvest it back into my podcasts and my online venture, trying to help myself build my social media and internet footprint, which is going to help me in the long run. If you could do that, please donate anything, a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty. I don't give a damn. I will take everything. You can do that by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. You can check out this podcast. Please help me spread the word. I'm not on the radio anymore, so I really don't have any way to get my name out there. So the audience that I'm building is because of you guys, you, the listeners, the people that intake the content that I put out on my videos and my podcast. You guys are helping me spread the word and I'm building my audience. I'm picking up, you know, a handful of listeners on a daily basis. So it's growing. It's only going to get bigger. If you'd like to email me questions or comments, you can do that by emailing me at Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to find out what you're going through right now with this pandemic. What are you doing? Are you having to stay home? Just, I want to hear about your life right now with everything that we're going through. All right, guys. So one of the first things I want to get into is, and it's really, really sad, but that just shows what people are having to go through right now when it comes to this pandemic. There are so many secondary issues that is that that involve this virus and how it's attacking us. You know, I mean, prime example, main secondary type deal is the economy. The economy has been in a free fall. I mean, we've had some of the best economic years in the past, you know, decade. It's gotten better since the Great Recession that we had back in 2008. But one of the other uh, other things that people don't realize with this uh, pandemic that we're going through, a lot of people are having to spend a lot of extra time, more time than they're used to in their ordinary everyday life because they're at work most of the day. And now they're at home, the place that was their safety net, the place that was their refuge. And now they're having to do business. Some people are having to work at home. So those two like lives, those two separate parts of your 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 life, if you're in a marriage uh, separate from your marriage, all that comes into play now. And it's intertwined 
intertwining with each other and mingling with each other. And it's a bad, bad thing. And now that husbands and wives are spending more time with each other, fathers that maybe aren't home most of the time or vice versa. Hey, we're we're in we're in better times here right now. So a guy can stay home and take care of the kids. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is all these groups, the husband, the wife, the children, the siblings are all together 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it grinds, it wears on people. And those little things that you only had to put up with for a little bit of time. Now you're having to deal with them nonstop. You don't get a break from it. And there's been a lot of studies that have come out during this pandemic that we're going through with COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus, is that uh, domestic violence is going. Uh, people are getting, uh, 911 is getting way more calls with uh, domestic violence, child abuse, uh, people committing suicide. All these things are coming into play right now, and, and it's being seen by the amount of phone calls our emergency service lines are getting right now. So what I'm trying to say is that this is a story that just came out. It's in the Tampa area, and it is so sad. I don't understand how these people do this. I mean, if you're depressed and you're sad and you can't take it anymore, I know what you're going through. Fortunately, I was not successful at what I tried, but I know what you're going through. I I know being in that pain and you're panicking and and you don't know what, what makes sense. You can't even recognize your own reflection in the mirror. You look soulless and you just feel like you don't even exist. I know that feeling and I completely, completely understand why people take their own lives. I've been in that situation and when you get in it, get in that situation, you are desperate and you freak out and you do whatever it takes to make that pain stop, that that just agonizing pain. And so, but, but I digress. What I'm trying to say is, is that these people that want to commit suicide, want to take their own lives, just do it to yourselves. There's no reason why your family, your wife, your kids, no matter how bad things are, if you want to end your own life, do it to yourself. But do not. The last thing you should do is take out your innocent wife and children, your innocent children, the ones that haven't even grown up yet and had the life experiences to know how cruel this world can be. They were innocent. They did not even know the horrors that await them when it comes to everyday life, when it comes to being an adult. And it's great. Listen, I'm not trying to be doom or gloom, but it is pretty hard. And kids, you know, we didn't have any problems in the world. We we were carefree when we were growing up in, in our adolescence. We, we didn't even think about things that we were going to even be worrying about. And when you get in your early 20s, it starts popping up. But those innocent kids, they did not deserve that. So if you're if you feel like you want to end it, don't be selfish, selfish. Just do it to yourself and take yourself out and let your innocent wife and your children go. They don't deserve that just because you're so down. They do they do not need to be taken out like you want to be taken out. The call came from a home inside the Southern Dunes gated community in Haines City around 7 Sunday morning. I just shot my wife and my kid. You did what? And uh, 
I just shot my wife and my kids. Now, just listen to how calm, cool, and relaxed he is. I don't even know if it's even relaxed because it is such a deadpan, monotone type delivery. Yes, I just shot my wife and kids. What'd you say, sir? Yes, I just shot my wife and kids. I'm going to leave the front door unlocked for you as I blow my head off. 43-year-old Mark Joseph confessing to the murders of his wife, 43-year-old Marie Joseph, and his two teenage sons, 18-year-old Darren Joseph and 14-year-old Marcus Joseph. Hey, Darren and Marcus, not trying to be be an ass, but your dad is a real dick. Your dad is a real asshole. All those times he came out to your... T-ball games or those birthday presents he ever got you, they didn't mean a goddamn thing because he was such a pussy. He couldn't deal with the stress of maybe losing his job. And listen, I'm not I'm not looking down on people that have mental illness or are going through hard times. I've been there. But if you're going to take yourself out, if you want to commit suicide, do it to yourself and leave your wife and kids alone. So Darren and I forget the other kid's name, but listen, your dad was a real dick. He really didn't fucking care for you because if he's going to take you out in the fashion that he did, he never really loved you. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't care how mentally ill I ever was. Uh, I, I'm not a parent, and I don't think I ever will have kids. But what I'm saying is is that if I was so depressed and I didn't think that I could go on any further, I would handle my own business. Take myself out. Just because I'm depressed doesn't mean that I have to bring all this torture and pain and terror to my wife and children. Lives. Police and sheriff's deputies quickly responded to the home just before 7.30, but it was too late. Both sons found in their beds. Their mother found lying on the couch with their father in a chair nearby. Now, I know you guys probably don't want to hear this and even think about this, but when I see these stories, I, I kind of break them down and dissect them and think of all the things that could have happened. So uh, in the news report, you just heard them say that the kids died in their beds. So do you think this father, do, how do you think he handled it? Do you think he went into the room, talked to the children first and, and told them what's going on and the reason why he's doing this? Or do you think he just shot them while they were sleeping? What is worse? What is worse? Um, I think it's better if they're going to be killed, which I don't agree with. I think this guy was a goddamn selfish prick for what he did. Uh, you know, if you're depressed, take Take out yourself. Leave your kids alone. Give them a chance. It doesn't mean that they're going to be fucked up like you are. So, yes, give them a chance, man. Give them a chance to live. And they didn't get that because their dad was some loon that couldn't deal with the stresses of something going on in our country right now. So I think it is better if he shot them while they were sleeping because it would have been very, very traumatizing. I mean, just think of how scared you would be as a kid if your dad was standing over you with a, and I'm pretty sure he did this with a rifle or a shotgun. Most suicides are done 
I would have to guess with shotguns. How would you feel? Like if your dad was freaked out, I'm sure he looked visually disturbed uh, and your dad is standing in your room with a shotgun. Uh, yes, I, I definitely do think that it's better if he would have shot them while they were sleeping. All four of them were found with gunshot wounds to the head. How many people are in your family? And that's another thing that I don't think a lot of people realize. How do you think that it affected this 911 dispatcher, this woman that had to take that phone call from obviously a disturbed man because he had no emotion when he was describing and telling this woman that he had just killed his wife and kids? There was no emotion. It was flat line. There was no emotion. He wasn't depressed. He was right in the middle. He sounded like a, a living breed breathing robot. That's exactly what he sounded like. And how do you think that this woman felt that she was on the phone with him just hearing that he had killed his wife and kids and the only thing she can do is to try to save this guy's life? Because that's the only thing you could do. The wife and the children are gone. You, there's no going back on that. You're not going to be able to save them. So you got to concentrate on on this disturbed person that killed his wife and kids and, and try to save his life, and then he hangs up on you. Uh, I just, I would freak out. And, and I really do think some of these first responders, like firefighters and cops, uh, Leo, law enforcement officers, these uh, people that are having to answer these 911 calls, they do get PTSD because I, I would have a very, very difficult time handling that particular phone call. Joseph telling dispatchers, the front door is unlocked before the phone drops. I'm worried about the mental health impacts. I'm worried about suicides. I'm worried about domestic violence, and I'm worried about child abuse. Let's be honest, DeSantis. The only thing you're worried about is those tourist dollars rolling back into the Sunshine State. That is the only thing you give a flying fuck about because, I mean, you you resisted on closing the beaches because you knew what that brings into the businesses in the local area that have beaches around their city. So you have really only cared about the dollars when it comes to this point forward. But I, I, I appreciate the uh, sincere gesture by saying you actually care. The governor expressing his concern over orders for people to stay home last month. Stats from the Florida Department of Children and Families show more than 34,000 calls were placed in March compared to the roughly 26,000 calls in February. People usually use home as their safe place. And now it is a place of where you're doing work, where you're, you know, having to play teacher to your children. So this should not be a shock. I mean, all the uh, pundits were talking about this with everybody being cooped up in their houses. You're going to see a rise of child abuse cases, spousal ab abuse, uh, domestic violence. You're going to see all that shoot through the roof, especially suicide. So we all knew this was coming. Uh, before I move on and switch topics, I just wanted to play the 911 call. They had just released this before I started recording the podcast. And I just wanted you to hear this because... 
I'm not playing this for the shock value because this is real. I want you to listen to this because if you think you are going to and you have the potential of harming yourself and your family who are innocent, just listen to this and just hear how this guy was so callous, had no emotion, and the way he described and talked about just, you know, just like it was nothing. Hey, I just killed my wife and kids. I'm going to leave the front door uh, unlocked. I'm going to at least try to be considerate for you. So, you know, you you ain't got to bring one of those police battering rams in to knock in my front door because you're going to see my brain splattered all over the place because I killed my wife and kids. Um, what's the address of your emergency? Um, the address is correct. What city is that in? This is uh, in city. Okay, and tell me exactly what happened. Um, I just shot my wife and you, my kids. You did what? And, um... I just shot my wife and my kid. Now, listening back to this audio, it sounds kind of weird the way he delivered that line because he did that little uptick when he was talking about it. I just shot my wife and my kids. I just shot my wife and my kids. It's just the way he inflected it. He had that little bit of a cadence to it. I just shot my wife and my kids. Uh, it just seems a little weird the way he gave it, but it was still emotionalist. Like, he did not have any emotion when he was delivering those lines. Anybody else, a normal human being, would be bawling, would he? Would be hysterical if they would have just shot their wife and their kids. You just shot your wife and your kids? Yes, ma'am. I'll give him credit. Even though he's a scumbag, he's a very polite scumbag. He says, yes, ma'am. And um, I'm going to do the same thing. Okay, listen, don't yeah. do that. Listen, I want you to sit no, no, down no, no. the phone with me, okay? No, 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 listen to me, listen to me. The listen, door, this is uh, very important. I need you to stay on the phone with me. Do you have a weapon with you, Phil? Yes, I do. Okay, listen, what is your name? Can you tell me your name? The door is unlocked. Oh, well, how considerate. I mean, now, I've read this a lot where people are very considerate. I think you're really, really an inconsiderate person if you blow your head off with a shotgun and leave a mess for your family or your loved ones to find. But, you know, a lot of them will will take care of those things that need to be taken care of before they end up killing themselves, even though they're not going to be around and it really doesn't matter if they do what they say they're going to do. So a lot of people that commit suicide do that. But at least he was being considerate so the police didn't have to bust down the door or anything like that because they were doing a well-being check. Okay, I understand that. How many people were how many people are in your family? And I can only imagine how those four beeps, the four beeps of the guy, you know, signaling that he was no longer there and you knew that he was already dead. Those four beeps have got to haunt that 911 operator for a while. Uh, you know, a lot of those people are very strong. Your mind is a very, very powerful thing. It's amazing how your mind can help you and block out things that are scarring or traumatizing in your life, your brain somehow is capable of doing that. But I know in in the short term, those four beeps are going to torture her and haunt her for, for the near future. Right, people, listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right now. Come off it. We're not in a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit, no fucking redemption. Right, people, nobody move, right? Nobody move, nobody gets fucking 
contractions in the face. This is a lockdown, right? What that means is this office is now an isolation unit. Do not use the phones. All right, guys, welcome back. I talked about this earlier on previous podcasts, but we are in the middle of a lockdown in the state of Florida. And I wanted to check in because I am home helping take caring or helping take care of my parents. And I just wanted to check in and see what they're up to. So, Dad, I'm going to check in with you first. So how are you dealing with this whole lockdown? Lockdown. How long has it been since you've left the uh, fish camp? Probably about 30 days. Yeah. Now, is it bothering you at all? Is is, is this uh, any of this isolation bothering you at all? I don't think so, as long as we keep beer out here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm limiting my amount of times I have to go out. I'm trying to. So um, now I'm going to move over to my mom here. Now, mom, um, how are you dealing with this isolation? Not very well. Oh, now what is what is the biggest problem you're having with it? Being around people. Yeah, I mean, so you got to be around people. You think it helps you out with your mood and stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, how have I been doing? Have I been doing an okay job? I've been doing dynamite. Yeah, and I've been taking care of the cat. The cat's sitting next to you right now. I've done a pretty good job in, like, nursing the cat back to health, right? All right, so, Dad, now, uh, I want to talk about this. So, I've been watching these press conferences with you every single day. How do you think Trump so far has handled this controversy, this pandemic that's going on here in the United States? I don't know anybody else I'd rather have up there than Trump. Yeah, no, but I mean, Trump's done a lot of good things. He did close the Chinese uh, travel to here, and then he locked it down for Europe. But, 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 like I heard the question asked today. He said that his excuse was, "I'm trying to be a cheerleader." Do you think he didn't take this pandemic serious enough at the start? Of course, he did. Yeah, but he was saying that it wasn't a big deal. It was going to be down to zero in a couple of weeks. Well, I don't think nobody really knew exactly what was going on. No, and I agree with you. Like, listen, like I've said, I'm I'm really don't support any political party. But you know, when Trump does good, I give him credit for it. One of the things that I think he's done very well is the uh, right to choose uh, law that he passed in that people that were on their deathbeds and really had no chance of living, uh, they had the right to be able to take these experimental drugs and and they could get a hold of them. You know, it could help them live. I think that's a great thing. I think if they had to use that drug. Talking about on TV all the time. A lot of what the hydroxychloroquine? That's it. Yeah. Why not? But, I mean, some of the governors are not allowing them to do that. Now, how do you think uh, the communication has been between the president and the governors and the mayors that are having a hard time with this? I think they listen to the president. Yeah, but I mean, hasn't Cuomo and Trump had a little, like, uh, they butted heads t- a little bit? Well, Como, he was out there buying light bulbs and uh, uh, windmills and all. He lost all that money when he could have been buying up stuff to take care of these people. Now, let me ask you. So, now, if you guys were were in quarantine and I was not here, do you think you and mom might be having some more sexual contact or, uh, you know, contact with each other if I wasn't around? Well, you give us enough time. What, what, I mean, I mean, I can leave if you want me to. Now, hold on. Wait, what are you saying, Mom? Oh, 70 years old. No. But Dad could, you know, help you out. 
Well, true. Okay, so, but if I wasn't here, do you guys think you would, like, be more daring? I mean, if you need me to leave, I can go outside and fish for a couple hours if you want me to. All right. Like, how, how much time do you and Dad need? <laughs> Wait, what do you say? Two minutes. So, like, how much time do you need, for real? I'll give you all the time in the world. Five minutes. And I'll even take the cat out, so you don't even have to worry about that. You guys get, and you guys can break out all the toys you want, handcuffs, you know, stuff like that if you want to. All right. All right, cool. Is that okay with you, Dad? Hell yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. All right, so how, how much longer do you think this is going to last for? I mean, have you ever in your lifetime, is there anything you can compare this to the what we're going through right now or no? I think it's going to take till the first of May or something, but I think it'll ease on out of here. Yeah, do you think that—now, give me your honest opinion. I don't think it will. I think Trump's going to get reelected no matter what, uh, because the Democrats cannot come up with a legitimate candidate to represent them. But do you think that this is this uh, pandemic right now is going to hurt Trump in any way when it comes to being reelected? Because he's always run on how great the economy has done, and he really can't go to that right now, even though it's not his fault. Well, I think— he don't have nobody running against him, which is Biden. He th- he thinks watermelon's a peanut. So, you know, who wants him in there? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, know, I mean, I think Bernie would be a better, like, matchup against Trump than what Biden would. You don't want him in there. He's a socialist, communist pig. All right, all right, all right. All right, so do you have any other stuff you want to say? Anything you want to? Go Trump. Go Trump. All right, Mom. Closing words. Uh, what? No, no, come on. I want to hear, like, what you've been up to. Like, what? what's going on in your life right now with this pandemic? Not much. Well, I mean, what? what are some of the things that you miss right now? Like, what do you wish you could do? Have sex. Okay, well, I mean, that's good. I told you I will give you and Dad all the room that you want. Like, you, we can set up a time and day. Like, what day works best for you? Now. Right now? Okay. Yeah, out of my... Wait, I'm trying. People want to hear from you guys. Bye. All right, guys. A little bit is a really relative term, Alex. I'm trying to help you out, man. One of the daily things that is in my routine now during this pandemic is that I make sure, without a doubt... I'm in place to watch the president's daily briefing, and they have been giving us so many great nuggets of great, great television from some of these. If it's uh, the press pushing the president and the president lashing back, where's Dr. Fauci? It's It's been madness. It's crazy. I love the daily presidential briefings, but now we're even getting getting entertainment pre-match when, when some reporters are arguing with each other about who is in whose camera shot and who isn't in people's camera shots. They are going at it. Yes, I'll agree. This is by far one of the biggest bitch fights, biggest bitch smack talking you'll ever hear in the history of of combat sports. UFC, ultimate fighters have nothing on some of the smack you're about to hear from two camera guys that 
that are a part of the White House press briefing media part. Was this your first day? Second. Dude comes out swinging with sarcasm right away when his opponent blasts him and saying, what is this, your first day? Hell no, it's my second day, bro. Here we go. What's wrong? What am I blocking the far left camera over here? No, 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 no. This camera here. So. I know, I know. But what, what, about, what, are you, what am I blocking in your frame? Listen, I respect troll game, and this guy's troll game is on point. He, he does not give a damn if he's in this guy's camera shot at all. He's just bringing it, bringing it right to the forefront and making sure, hey, am I in your camera view? Oh, what part? How far am I in? How much more do I need to move back? He is absolutely trolling this guy because he made it probably most likely made a snide comment and this guy is just giving it back to him so that i know what to move out of the way how far back just just give me a fraction a fraction now on the other hand the guy's being a complete dick not giving him a measurable amount a fraction i mean a fraction of what just if you say a fraction doesn't tell me how far back i need to be so i'm not in your camera shot give me a measurement give me a number tell me where i need need to stand but this guy's still trolling him because he's going to take it way to the next level here in a second what am i blocking in your frame though probably right there yeah i know i can oh. see that but i'm saying what in the subject wise well I the problem is, is if it's if it's two by three as you may be it may or may not be aware i have to come in from both sides because of you so it'd be better if i could get all the frame that i was there so now this one dude is getting tired of this other guy just coming at him trying to figure out where he needs to stand so i know this technique he He's throwing out some high-tech, you know, media-type terminology to try to throw the guy off and make it seem like he knows more than what he's actually talking about. So he's trying to run him off by talking the lingo of the industry. As it was working for the past I move. Yeah, I understand. What am I blocking? I'm just trying to figure out so that I can move back so that when I get lined up there, I know that I'm not blocking it anymore. What am I blocking? It's you very simple you come back and look at the, You want to come back and look at no, the No, no, no. Just tell me. I'm going to stand right here when Doug's moving. Now the guy is completely trying to call his bluff and call out his trollness by saying, hey, you want to come back and look at my camera view so you know what we're talking about? And the guy completely shut that down immediately. This is one of the biggest geek, hardware type nerd bullshit gay fight that I've ever seen in my life. I'm not going to move my camera back. I just need to know how far back. So if just you tell me what I'm just walking a, Just a here. little bit. Just A little bit is a really relative term, Alex. I'm trying to help you out, man. How do you? Oh, no, he didn't. He gave him, hey, that is not a great terminology to be able to give me to let me know where I need to be standing. They got really, really smarmy with each other on that block. Last. I know you're. Tell me what I'm blocking. It's the edge of the window. The edge of the window. Jesus, finally, that's all you had to say. Just stand right near the edge of the window and this whole bitch fight would have been avoided. But you know what? I'm glad that it all went down because this is some of the brilliance that the media, our modern day media here in the United States is covering. And I don't see anything wrong with it. This is the type of shit that the people want to see. They want to see this awkward bitch fight that two reporters are having because one of the guys is standing in his camera shot. This is reality TV 
at its finest. Oh, well, me and my wife been quarantining in for like three weeks, so she's pregnant three times. Now, everybody in the media, I saw this trending. I saw Tracy Morgan was trending on Twitter, and I just had to check it out immediately. And everybody is making a big deal about Tracy Morgan on the Today Show with Hoda Kotb. It's a hard name always for me to say. It just doesn't sound right the way it looks and the way it's supposed to be pronounced. But everybody's making a big deal about Tracy Morgan and some of the things that he said during his interview talking about being quarantined in Manhattan. And I'm not shocked in the least because I've been through this. I've been through one of the most oddest, weirdest, weird, weird, weird experiences in my radio career involving Tracy Morgan. And he came on the morning show because he was appearing at the improv and everything about the interview, man. I, we went out to go get him in the hallway and he was kneeling down. He had lotioned up so much. He was like real slimy. And I'm not thinking he was on any hard drugs. They were just blazed as a motherfucker. Him and his boy that was one of the other comedians that was his opening. They just came in and it was absolutely nonsense. Being at home for Tracy and his family. Oh, well, me and my wife been quarantining in for like three weeks week so she's pregnant three times when tracy morgan was in the studio that was one of the common themes he kept telling uh the the uh, female on our program at the time which was tiffany he kept saying what up girl i want to get you pregnant i want to give you c-section scars what you think about that gonna get you pregnant girl every week she got pregnant <laughs> Okay, so you know. So we, we we and we also we're role playing a lot now. We're role playing. She's playing a young maiden okay. whose grandfather was infected with coronavirus. See, I come from the schooling that it's never too early for a joke. It's never too early. You can tell a joke anytime. Humor. If people heal through humor. But the modern day media, the the liberal media, any of the media would not take lightly of somebody making a joke saying that they were role-playing and she, her father was infected by the coronavirus. And I'm the scientist who discovered the cure and she'll do anything to save her grandfather's life. I mean, nobody should be shocked by this performance, this appearance on the Today Show by Tracy Morgan. This is how he rolls. This is how Tracy Morgan does interviews. He tries to say these shocking things to throw you off your game or just get weird as hell. Just just get downright weird and strange. Okay. I mean anything. Well, you are you are a creative one. And you could tell Hoda was really, really uncomfortable on that one. And I don't know why they do get uncomfortable. This is this is how normal human beings talk. What you hear in the news and on TV, that's not real life. That's not how people talk. People, real people, talk like Tracy Morgan, not to that degree or 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 anything like that. I'm just saying, that's how people talk. All right, guys, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I really, really appreciate all the support. Please tell people about it. Tell people about my YouTube channel, TuttleTV.com, or tell them about my podcast. Search The Tuttle Podcast. It can be found on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If you want to check it out directly, go to Tuttle.Podomatic.com. That's Tuttle.Podomatic.com. Check out Tuttle TV. Subscribe. Hit the bell so you know whenever I go live or put up any new uploads. And if you want to email me, 
I'd like to hear what's going on in your life. Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. And if you'd like to donate to the cause, you can easily do that no matter how little it is, even a dollar. I'll take your dollar. You can do that by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Guys, have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.